3: Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick Virgilini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. We're produced on the TV10 side today by our intern, Gerald Wright. And uh, we'll do what we always do to start the show. We'll talk some EPAC hoops uh from last night i've got some scores for you from around the pack a couple big games uh on the girls side of things and then a boys out of conference game i uh, will start with the boys out of conference game because it's the first score that i have right here um now i have it i had the wrong date over there um excuse me now i've lost where i was all right so <laughs> Seventy uh, a 36 win for Musselman over Broadfording Christian Academy. The Appleman now two wins a wo- in a in a woe in a row. They're now four and seven on the season, and uh, you know coming in Broadfording probably wasn't going to be the hardest competition for them. But it's good to see them put two wins back to back.
4: I think yeah, that's really important for Musselman. I mean, their team that was two and seven now they're four and seven. Uh, they seem to be getting better. They got a lot more balanced scoring in that win over Martinsburg, which I thought really did a lot for this team. Uh, while Broadfording may not be the toughest competition this team's going to face this year, uh, anytime you can get a win, you know, get guys' confidence, I think that's really important, especially for this team that didn't return a whole lot from last year. Got off to this tough start uh now they're starting to build some confidence and could be a dangerous team here as we enter getting closer to the final month of the season and uh you know postseason time. So you gotta look out for Musselman here because you would expect them to be one of the teams that uh are playing for the regional.
5: Yeah, and Nick, to your point, I kinda felt like we all knew that it was going to be a tough start for Musselman because of those factors that you just mentioned. A lot of new guys coming to the team, a lot of guys from last year that got a lot of playing time, graduated. So building that chemistry up with the new guys and trying to get that down is why we expected a rough start, right? It's going to take a few games, if not half the season, which it seems like it has right now for Musselman to get that put together, and I agree. Since that's finally been put together, the team chemistry is there. We're getting closer and closer to the return for Musselman, of Troy Wollaston so that's not going to hurt them in any way shape or form it's only going to help them More i feel fashion. like and it's a dangerous team down the road for sure
3: it definitely is is a great is a dangerous team down the road here uh you know we're kind of at an interesting spot cuz Nick you posed a g- great question but are we going to it's kind of like we're we got so much high school basketball to talk today. I just am trying to figure out what order we want to talk about it. Then let's just continue for the other two games that were last night. You go to the girls' side. Uh, Spring Mills beats Jefferson seventy two to forty six. Lady Cardinals remain undefeated at ten and zero and five and zero in the EPAC. While the Lady Cougars fell to four and seven and two and three in the conference. Uh, then Washington beat Musselman fifty two thirty nine. The Lady Patriots improved to seven and eight three and three in the EPAC while Muscleman fell to 3-11 and 2-3 and, two and three in the conference. And, you know, obviously for girls, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but Spring Mills, cream of the crop in the EPAC, that's it, quite obvious here at this point, undefeated uh, throughout the regular season and obviously in an EPAC play. Uh, but then you just have a bunch of teams bunched up together at this point.
1: Yeah,
5: yeah, and that's what makes it tough to truly see who you want to put in that second spot because, as you just said, Spencer, they've all beat up on each other martinsburg has beat jefferson washington washington's beat jefferson jefferson i don't know if they've played musselman or if they're going to soon i can't remember off the top of my head but we've even seen now musselman beat martinsburg so they're all fighting for that second spot and obviously it's tougher for martinsburg because they're on the other side in the region having to go up against spring mills later on down the road so most likely they'll be the team on the road unless they are able to pull off a miracle upset in the section championship against spring mills but realistically martinsburg will have to go play the section two winner and section two is up in the air all three of those teams i feel like on any given night can truly beat one another
3: yeah, and I think that's a great point to make, and uh, kind of we'll just we'll finish off this segment with girls basketball. Take a break. Go to boys basketball preview. We'll also get the picks for what Nick said. Um, you know, when you look at tonight's games, it's kind of it's to that slow point here in the EPAC uh, in the basketball season where teams can go a week and play one game, whereas the it just seems like some scheduling was bunched up early in the year. Or there's bunched-up scheduling in a couple of weeks. It's just how scheduling goes because there was there's two girls' games last night all in conference. There's one girls' game tonight that's not in conference. That's Martinsburg hosting St. James out of Maryland. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how Martinsburg plays against this out-of-state team. And Martinsburg's been up and down, up and down this season so far.
4: I, I agree. I think uh, Martinsburg's definitely got an interesting team. It seems like they're doing a good job uh, you know, being more competitive, obviously, than the last season, but they're still kind of a team that's figuring things out as they go along. But I, I think they are a squad that you look at, and you could see making it out of the region, but you can also see them getting bounced in the first round or, or I guess probably the second round of sectionals because they're probably not going to lose to Hedgesville but anything could happen I do suppose and you know the, the girls basketball season is definitely getting interesting well I think it's different than the boys in terms of I think you have three teams on the boys side that could play in Charleston and could maybe even make a run uh, on the girls side it's you have really four teams that are fighting for one spot and spring mills who's obviously a team that we believe could make a run in charleston so it's a little bit different than the boys but it's still very interesting and i think uh you know that's really led to uh a good year and on both sides in, in different ways
3: yeah and uh we'll get to uh next question in a minute uh but the girls' a p poll comes out for the week obviously doesn't include yesterday's games uh which which was big I think spring mills uh maybe could jump to the four spot here, but they're set at the five spot right now with fifty five uh points they come up two spots after being in the seventh spot, which we thought the whole time they've kind of been sitting at seven for the last few weeks, has been a bad ranking. They deserve to be higher. Uh, but we'll, we'll start at the top. Number one is Wheeling Park with six first place votes. They're at fourteen and one ninety-six points. They move up from number two. Spring Valley has four first place votes with ninety-four points. They move down from one. Morgantown uh, at ten and three has seventy-four points. They move all the way up from four. At number four is Cabell Midland. they fall back from three, and then obviously Spring Mills at five. At six is Huntington that falls back a spot. University at seven falls back a spot. Park South moves up two spots to number or excuse me one spot to number eight. St Albans at number nine moves back a spot and then Woodrow Wilson comes in at the same spot they were in before. Other teams receiving votes George Washington receiving three, John Marshall two and Bridgeport one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Spring Mills lives up to these other teams. I would, you know, it'd be something cool to see as we see some mid season maybe for next year. These, you know, we know how good Spring Mills is. It'd be cool to see them face off against some of these other teams in Quad A that are projected to be as well next year. That'd be cool to see, but. Knicks poses this question. We're over halfway through the high school basketball season. Who would be your picks to make it to Charleston? We'll go first in the girls side, then we'll take a break and then we'll talk all boys basketball next. Uh, But I mean, obviously everyone's going to say spring mills is the first option here. Uh, That's quite evident at this point. There just seems to be their head and shoulders above the rest of the EPAC. Uh, For my second team, this is a very hard team to decide because it's either going to be—I don't—I really don't even know. I—I I want to say Jefferson, but also want to say Washington. But I also could see Musselman or Martinsburg somehow doing that. If I had to pick for the sake of picking, I want to say Washington because they appear to be a team getting very good at this point. Nick call, or Colin will we'll go around then.
5: I still think I'm going between the two schools in Jefferson County, and that is Washington and Jefferson. Even though we've seen from all four teams that we're putting into the conversation some great defensive games and performances and keeping it low-scoring, and but obviously I'm going the offensive route. I think those teams are – The two teams that have the athletes to really get some offensive games down the road and no matter how tough the defense is from the other schools can be the ones to come out of those four on top and get to Charleston. And I still think it's Jefferson, even though they've been inconsistent at times. I feel like they have more talent as a whole compared to just a few stars specifically on a few of the other teams
3: yeah i mean i just think it's hard because we thought they were going to be so good this year and things just didn't work out with the roster that coach smith thought they had and it'll be interesting to see how they played down the stretch they seem to have played a lot better lately from what i've been looking at it seems like all these teams are getting better obviously as the season goes on nick what's your pick
4: i do think it comes down to jefferson or washington uh because I think those are the best remaining teams in terms of they have the star type players, right? We have Brezovic and Jasmine Taylor, and even Olivia Hedrick last night, she scored twenty points. I think she's the difference maker that Jefferson has. A tall player that can post up, you know, get rebounds and, and score down low. I don't know if Washington has that, but Washington might have the best player uh, that doesn't play for spring mills and mary rivera who scored 19 last night so you know it's it's tough but i would lean toward jefferson the slight edge over washington and then you know Mussman and he- and martinsburg are kind of like the you don't know what to expect and maybe they could pull off an upset which would really mix things up but I think I'm going to go Jefferson in the situation that I would believe would be that they end up being the one on that side, and then they play Martinsburg, who would beat Hedgesville, but then fall to Spring Mills.
3: Yeah, that's what I. It's it's kind of it's kind of an odd place because like there's not one team in that section two that's between. The three, Jefferson, Washington, and Musselman, that's kind of really taken the lead. It seems like they're kind of all there because Washington is a slight edge right now over Jefferson. Jefferson has a slight edge over Musselman. And that's kind of where it comes down to because we, the odds are is that Spring Mills will host the regional one of the regional championships at the Cardinal Coliseum. Uh, they would beat most likely or they would get to buy in the first round of the sectionals, and it would be Hedgesville versus Martinsburg. Martinsburg likely wins that game. Then in the sectional championship, it's likely Spring Mills-Martinsburg, and Spring Mills just seems to be a lot better than Martinsburg so far this season, obviously a lot better than every other team in the conference. So then you see Martinsburg uh, going to take on the winner most likely, unless we see an upset of Washington-Jefferson.
4: Yeah, but I wouldn't count out Musselman completely uh, because they've already knocked off Washington this year. So, I mean, anything could happen on any given night in the EPAC, but I just think talent-wise, I see the most talent from Jefferson on that side of the section, and I think that side of the section is a little bit tougher than this side where it seems like Spring Mills is clearly going to get it. But I think Musselman and Martinsburg are pretty even where you don't know if they could potentially – you know, knock off a team like Jefferson because Martinsburg already did that. So it's yeah. like the signs aren't necessarily pointing necessarily to Jefferson in terms of the uh, resume, but the, the on paper shows you more from the Cougars. So I think it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be exciting.
5: By the way, I don't know if you just accidentally had your teams confused there. Did you say that Musselman knocked off Washington? I thought so, but maybe Washington mm-hmm. beat Musselman. Yeah, Washington beat him 52-39. Musselman's right uh, Musselman knockoff Jefferson win was, or was Martinsburg
4: it, okay well, is it just Martinsburg yeah. yeah I thought they had gotten a better win than that no nope. Hedgesville right. Martinsburg that here. will do it for this segment of
3: the sports mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford Ken Parsons Ford and Martinsburg they became number one by making you number one first almost forgot that there for those watching on TV 10 Uh, When we come back, we'll get into the boys' hoop side of things. We'll preview our contest tonight, talk about the AP Top 10 in the state, and then uh, pose that same question to all of us. Uh, We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. You're tuned in to Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR, TV 10, back in two minutes.
5: Looking to get your special someone the perfect gift? How about a dream vacation exploring destinations abroad? Or maybe visit Alaska. What about Rio, Budapest, or Taiwan? Maybe your dream vacation is on the seas, cruising to multiple destinations. We'll start here with the travel agency of dream vacations in George Wisdom. Visit VacationSmiles.com. Vacation smiles last a lifetime, so allow George Wisdom to provide you the vacation experience you've always desired and deserve.
3: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Colin hanging out with you and uh, decided to change up the music selection today. I think Gerald likes it.
5: I think we all do. I enjoyed it.
3: I saw you uh, (laughs) bouncing around over there. All right. Welcome back to the program. We're now going to talk boys hoops. Uh, We'll first start with the AP Top 10 that came out last night. Uh, Let me see. Do I have the picture of the AP Top 10? I, I got them both. I mean, I, I, a number one team, obviously sitting there is Morgantown with nine first place votes at 12 and one 99 points. They've stayed at one for almost all this whole season. Uh, but we got a flip in the two and three, George Washington comes in at two 12 and oh eight and six, uh, or excuse me, 86 is their score. Their previous, they flip from number three to number two park South falls from number two to number three. They have one first place. vote so they vote. They are 10 and two with 85 points. Huntington moves up one to number four. Greenbrier East falls back one to number five. Spring Mills comes in at six with 55 points. They stayed at six. Hedgesville comes in, moving up a spot at number eight at 11 and three. Jefferson comes in at eighth place, seven and four with 27 points. They flip with um, Hedgesville. Wheeling Park at nine. Cabell Midland at 10. Other teams receiving votes, Woodrow Wilson, Spring Valley. Both have four votes. Princeton with three. Oak Hill with three. Bridgeport with two. And South Charleston with one. So all the three teams in the e bunched up. And obviously you give a lead to Spring Mills because Spring Mills beat Hedgesville last week. Hedgesville moves up a spot because Hedgesville beat Jefferson. And tonight's kind of the... Tonight night to see where these top three teams stand spring mills uh looks to knock off both of the, the teams behind them as they knocked off hedgesville on friday night but this is a big game tonight guys
4: i mean but if jefferson beats spring mills then we don't really know anything that's about true these teams except that they all are pretty close which is what we anticipate so um you know we could get a an answer potentially if spring mills beats jefferson but even if they do if it's a close game, which it should be. Um, you know, you don't really know who, who really is better or who will win, I guess, when it comes to the postseason. But I think that's great that we have these three teams that are all, uh, you know, considered to be top ten schools. And uh, I think it's definitely shows the talent around here and just that, you know, there's a lot of great competition. So I think tonight's game, though, in particular – um you know it's going to be interesting to see how spring mills matches up with jefferson can jefferson have a real good scoring night um or will they be kind of off you know how does spring mills continue to win without Keyshawn cheek moving forward is going to be intriguing um especially because that does give jefferson i think the advantage in the backcourt yeah i would
3: say that as well and i mean you look at the leading scorers for jefferson or excuse me for spring mills now it's it's Caleb Robinson with eleven point seven points a game. Caleb Thomas ten point eight, and then Max Anderson with nine point eight. Uh, you know, you get four point or excuse me, six point five from Jalen Franklin, eight point six from Austin Davis, and six points a game uh, for the games that DJ Bordley has played in this year. Um, it's definitely a drop off. I mean, it the average points per game for. Um, spring mills right now sits at 68.3 while the points allowed is 50.8 that's going to change obviously over the next few weeks because you don't have a guy that can score you 20 25 points in a game on night in and night out basis
4: No, so you know you look at the matchup and i think it's clear that jefferson has the best backcourt in the uh, epac right with i mean Jaden gladney and jamari jenkins those two are very dynamic and score at a High rate, but then the other matchups I think are very interesting. You know, Caleb Thomas I think probably takes Will Shively, which is you know a a great matchup there. And then, uh, Max Anderson, what can he do to throw off Jenkins's game? Uh, probably on the defensive end, as we've seen him throw off other great players' games uh, throughout the pack, like Avion Blackwood. So, I think it's a really intriguing matchup, it should be a fun game. Um, I was a little surprised that we only got in the 40s for that last week game between Spring Mills and Hedgesville. I expected that to be you know 50s, 60s type of game.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that too.
4: So I think tonight that we get more like a, a shootout, like mid 60s, maybe even 70s between these two teams because they still do have the ability to put up a lot of points.
3: Well, and you look at this game on paper, and you know us finally getting the updated Spring Mill stats. I we. Try to look on Max Preps; they weren't updated. Thankfully, Coach Lewis updated them last night. Sent you the link. Um, You know, sixteen or eighteen point four points a game for Jamari Jenkins, sixteen point seven for Jaden Gladney, and thirteen for Will Shively. I mean, you got three guys averaging in double digits, and you know, upper to mid double digits in that in that rank. So, if you just you're looking at scoring, it's really going to be the secondary scoring uh, for each team that I think is going to determine tonight's outcome. Uh, Because, you know, if you're you're Spring Mills, you obviously lose Keyshawn Cheek scoring. But both teams are gritty teams, so it'll be definitely going to be a grit game tonight. And uh, looking at the Facebook comments, uh, David Wood says Jefferson by double digits tonight over Spring Mills. I don't know if that's just the Hedgesville fan in him uh, being kind of salty that uh, Spring Mills beat Hedgesville. But then Hedgesville beat Jefferson.
5: The last time we questioned David Wood, though, he was right. So He was right on. I don't question D. Wood. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm waiting for him to chime back in here in the comments. Uh, but that's his prediction. He says his honest opinion right there. Uh, but uh, that's, it's going to be a great game tonight.
5: Yeah, it is. I- I'm excited. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if Hedgesville-Jefferson-Spring Mills— continue to just beat up on each other. And I, I'm going to call it a death triangle if Jefferson <laughs> is able to win tonight because Hedgesville beats Jefferson, Spring Mills beats Hedgesville, and then Jefferson could beat Spring Mills, and they just all go Martinsburg
3: ahead. Martinsburg almost beat Spring Mills.
5: Yeah, it, it, it's going to be crazy. I think these teams split, and it just depends on who each night when these teams go off against each other are on Are off. That's why I believe when Hedgesville beat Jefferson, it was because Will Shively was off. That was a three-point game for him. Offensively, both teams were off between Spring Mills and Hedgesville, and it was just Spring Mills that was able to get a double-digit lead and then cling on for dear life in the fourth quarter and survive at home. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the opposite when it's at Hedgesville later this season that Hedgesville comes away between those two with a close game but if Jefferson wants to stay in the conversation I I think you need a guy like Will Shively you you can't afford him to have an off night again you need him back up in the 20s one of the last times we saw him he, he was the leading scorer with almost 20 points per game up towards the 18s now I believe Spencer you said he's down into the Thirteens with his average. Yeah, and I know last week he, had a, he he's had a a key tough factor. Game he's the week. captain. Yeah, he needs to step up if he wants this team to stay in that. Conversation. what did you say his nickname was? Captain Cougar. We Captain Cougar it. now instead captain of Captain Cougar. Will. Yeah. Did
3: you ever? Did you ever let uh, him know or coach?
5: coach he probably knows. I, we didn't tell him personally. But. <laughs> I think the
4: one thing that has impressed me about Spring Mills this year, and this goes with the Hedgesville win and the Martinsburg win, is they've learned how to finish games down the stretch. They did that against Greenbrier East. They did that in the very first game of the season against uh, Millbrook. You know, went to overtime. They finished that game down the stretch, even though that was probably closer than they wanted it to be. They did that. Then they did it against Greenbrier East. They did it against Hedgesville. They did it against Martinsburg. If it's a close game, game, I think you lean maybe toward a Spring Mills here tonight, but I think it really could go either way. The Cougars playing at home a big game hopefully it's a great atmosphere even though it's a tuesday night so hasn't been as big of crowds for tuesday night games this year but um you know this is two of the top three teams in this area and it's uh you know really good basketball on both sides i think a lot of guys that could be playing in college so should be a fun game here tonight and uh i'm looking forward to it
3: yeah i'm looking forward to it as well let's get back to the question that you posed here nick Uh, For this time, for the boys' side, uh, halfway through the year, obviously for those just tuning in, who will be the picks to make it to Charleston in boys' hoops? I think this is kind of a more we don't necessarily know that one team is definitely making it because there's three teams in the mix. One team's going to be the odd team out. And, heck, Muscleman might come in with with getting – Wollston. Wollston back and, and make some things happen down the line. Or Martinsburg could surprise us because Martinsburg has that, you know, just the, the pedigree of the program at Martinsburg could surprise you down the line. So it's kind of hard to have, like, there's no team that's dead in the lead like we see in girls basketball with Spring Mills. Uh, it, it could be a 3-4 team race uh, for going to Charleston this year. We'll start with you, Nick. Who's your two teams?
4: Well, I see it. And most likely Jefferson's going to come out of their region or their section. Yes. Most likely, right? Because even though I like Muslim men, I think they're getting better. Um, I don't know if they're good enough to knock off Jefferson, presuming they can even get past Washington, of course, uh, who might get better and, and play a factor in this thing toward the end. But um, I think Jefferson's pretty much a lock to come out of that section. So then the question is, what happens on the other section which we know hedgesville spring mills martinsburg it's really always close even this year when martinsburg may be down i don't count them out completely because you eliminate cheek from the spring mills equation martinsburg was very close against spring mills earlier and like we said you know legendary coach there and dave rogers a team that should get better toward the end of the year so i don't completely count them out but i think at this point in the year you would say it will be spring mills hedgesville in that sectional championship and then i think that's really a toss-up so i think it's gonna be hedgesville and jefferson but it's really close And, and and the reason i say that is just i think that tonight obviously tells us a lot more about spring mills but I just think that Jefferson and Hedgesville have a little bit more of the experience advantage, um, and that will help them in, in playoff time. But I think it's really close. It could go either way.
5: Yeah, I, I kind of hate picking this before the game tonight Me because too. because the game tonight is going to make this, in our heads, a little bit clearer Clear. enough to, I feel like, Unless. make more confident pick uh, Unless, unless Jefferson it, wins. Yeah, unless Jefferson right? wins and makes it worse. <laughs> goes to that death triangle. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I feel like in Section 2, the champion will be Jefferson, which then comes to the regional. Can Jefferson at home beat either the loser of Spring Mills and Hedgesville? And we saw already this season Hedgesville get the job done On the road, as I already mentioned, it was a rough night, though, for Will Shively. So I think still looking at everybody right now, I'm going to go a different route, and I'm going to stick in those two Berkeley County teams. I think it's Spring Mills and Hedgesville this year.
3: So then you think either Spring Mills and Hedgesville, one of them upsets Jefferson, technically would be an upset, because Jefferson would be hosting that regional championship. I do. Okay, That's, that's pretty big, because... I I honestly don't know where to go with this because it's three teams fighting for two spots and you darned if you do and darned if you don't on certain things when you make guesses. But, you know, I'm going to guess. Honestly, I have to agree with what you say, Colin. I just think Jefferson, they got a taste last year, but they just don't seem to be that same team. Obviously, because, you know, they went out and, boat raced everybody here in the EPAC last year and in the regular season. And whether it's a little bit more challenging schedule or not, I think that it's just a tough, tough thing for them to do is to, you know, especially if Spring Mills wins tonight and then Hedgesville and Spring Mills will both beat them. This contest happen on the other side um, on the second ones. But I think that's huge. Yeah. So I'm gonna agree with Colin on this. It'll be it'll be Hedgesville and Spring Mills.
4: I think it's fair to have that thought thought process at this point because you look at it. Spring Mills beat Hedgesville. Hedgesville beat Jefferson, and that makes sense that you would lean toward you know Spring Mills and Hedgesville coming out. I just think that you know Jefferson's gonna f- fix their issues, and I I like their squad a lot. I like those top four that return. I think they can shoot the ball better than anybody else in the conference when they're on. I may be wrong, and I'll probably change my mind two or three more times. I mean, but it's it's hard to pick against Hedgesville, I think, right now, just because they do have the most talent and the deepest roster. So even if they get injuries or, or something else were to happen, you like their team moving forward, but – I don't know. I think it's really close between Spring Mills and Jefferson. If Spring Mills still had Cheek, I might give them the edge, but I do think that's going to play a big factor for them moving forward, even though I do think they can play and win without Keyshawn. Uh, I just think that losing him and losing that dynamic player, you know, really does maybe hurt them down and the stretch.
5: I and I completely agree with your points that you just made about Jefferson. I feel like they can definitely shoot the ball the best in anybody in the EPAC. When they're full-court press... Is on as well. Defensively, they're the best. But that key at the end that you said, <clears throat> when they're on, and that's what has been worrying me a little bit with Jefferson this year. Is sometimes they, they haven't to been on. Bring it There's an inconsistency with Jefferson, and that's what worries me.
3: That is what worries me. But I have to say, kudos to Coach Lewis for putting together a phenomenal schedule for his squad this year. Um, and Arguably, you're going to go and get the, the two most, uh, and you know, kudos t- to Coach Samples as well because I think these are the two toughest yes. schedules, especially remaining in the probably could be in the state. I mean, we'll look at Spring Mills remaining. Obviously, Jefferson tonight, home against University Friday. Then you go into the EPAC for Washington and Martinsburg, which Martinsburg Spring Mills is always a tough game, especially of late. Then you're at Morgantown. After you play Martinsburg, so the night after you play Martinsburg, you have to go to Morgantown. Then 210, you'll have Musselman. Then you're hosting Jefferson on the 14th. Then you're at Hedgesville the 17th of February. And then you wrap up the season at university. That's a, that's a tough schedule. But then you look at this Jefferson boys basketball schedule. We already know that they beat St. James. They lost to a tough St. Marie Goretti team. Uh Gainesville team they lost to out of Virginia that's very good. They lost to Morgantown. They beat University uh, to begin the year. Uh, but they got Spring Mills tonight, obviously. Then they'll have kind of an easy game with Hampshire, Martinsburg, on Friday. So they've got three games this week. This is a big week for them. And then they have kind of a week or, you know, almost a week off till the third. Uh, they play Broadfording. Then the sixth and seventh, they go to South Charleston, and, or they go to a tournament for South Charleston and George Washington. Then they have Washington, Spring Mills, Musselman, Hedgesville—the gauntlet of four teams. That uh, you know, you have Washington, the team that's trying to improve this year. Spring Mills, a really good team. The last three games for them are all away, so that'll help. But I, you know, these are two of the toughest remaining schedules left in the se- in the season, and I think that it, time will tell to see how things work out.
5: That's what makes it fun.
3: Sorry, I just had to go through the schedules. I feel like a total schedule nerd right now. I just you pulled are. out. I pulled out all the schedules here, trying to keep all what's the next records on the correct. schedule.
4: What? What's next on the schedule today?
3: What do you mean? What's next
4: on the schedule? On like the show schedule? Oh yeah, uh, we will step aside for our next
3: break of the day. When we come back, we'll talk Shepherd Hoops and uh, Daniel McLean Corley player of the week this week here in the PSAC any near last night we'll talk about that after this two minute break or two in the sports mix on talk radio right WR and rg 10 back in two minutes
0: hi this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the Timberline series we have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories rubs sauces not just Traeger, we carry Uts, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy
1: Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way
5: Boulevard in Martinsburg.
1: WVU Heart and Vascular Institute offers world-class heart care close to home. Our board-certified physicians are performing groundbreaking procedures using cutting-edge techniques, and that's why we're expanding our services to every corner of our region so you don't have to travel far to receive the great specialty care you deserve. Close to home. Now accepting new patients at all locations in Martinsburg, Hagerstown, Shepherdstown, Winchester, and at our newest office in Ransom. WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, world-class heart care close to home.
0: Ollie's VIP North Side is the best spot to catch all your favorite teams. Join us Monday for dollar wings and Monday night football. Thursdays on the patio for the cornhole tourney. Friday night lights with happy hour specials or Saturdays during or after the college games for steak night. Get a ribeye or New York steak for just $26.95. Ollie's has great food and drink menus too along with 17 TVs to watch any game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in
2: Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP North Side. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned in into the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and
3: TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on Talk radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer Nick and Colin hanging out with you. Happy to have you with us here. We're produced on the TV 10 signed by our intern Gerald Wright, uh, formerly a Shepherd football. Yeah. So uh, he's got some opinions about Shepard Hoops, maybe.
0: I love Shepherd basketball.
3: All right, there you go. We'll talk some Shepard Hoops right now. We get the news yesterday. Uh, yesterday at uh, 245 from Chip Ransom, uh, junior guard Daniel McClain Corley has been named PSAC East Athlete of the Week that the league office announced yesterday. He's He averaged 23.5 points in a 2.0 and o week for the Rams. He scored a game and career-high 32 points to lead... The Rams to a 96-88 upset win over number 14 East Stroudsburg on Wednesday, which you could watch on TV 10. Uh, they gained its first win over a ranked opponent since 2019. Uh, he nearly went off last night, guys, but he, the Rams fell short in, in a close one last night. I believe it was 70-69. to
4: Yeah, it was. And, and Gerald was supposed to get us Daniel McClain-Corley on the show. Um, He's supposed to be working on that. What happened to that? I, I still can't. He all said right. he's, he's down to interview anytime. So all right, cool. All right, Maybe go. when they come back yeah. home, we'll try to get him in studio. I think that'd be good.
3: Yeah, that'd be nice.
4: But uh, in terms of Shepard, you know, definitely a tough loss last night to a solid Westchester team. Um, we knew this this three game stretch here. We, I said yesterday I wanted to see Shepard go at least two and one, uh, and this now makes it so they have to go two and zero. Oh, I think this week to really feel good about their position in the division um but you know tough loss last night to westchester uh just a one point game you know at the buzzer falling so this team continues to you know fight though and play close games so they're going to put themselves in a position where you have a chance pretty much every night i mean they've had a few games that haven't gone their way but when you look at their point differential on the season it's very close so uh you know, I think heading into the East Johnsburg, they were averaging like 66 and give up like 65 or something. So it's like they they play extremely tight games usually and have these kind of losses.
5: Yeah, and because of that buzzer-beater loss last night to Westchester, even though they went 2-1 and one in a three-game stretch, which is something that we said and you just mentioned again, Nick, that we'd be happy about if they did, it, it kind of lost the happiness because you knew – that Shepard was so close to going three and L, continuing the win streak, and I still think they're a dark horse in the Peace Act. It just obviously tough last night, but the team still has a lot of talent, and hopefully last night doesn't frustrate them too much. That they continue to let it slip. Instead, it's something to relight the spark again and continue to go at it and improve.
3: You get over there, Nick. Yeah. Why? Well. You are like, breathing into the mic. I oh, was. That? I didn't even <laughs> Yeah, realize. I thought it was Gerald over there no. for a minute because he wasn't talking. And then I was like, wait, it's not Gerald because I turned I off mic. I apologize
5: for that. Yeah. Sorry. Stop breathing. Oh, wow. Into the mic. Or just in general. No,
3: no, no, no. I mean, look, if you look at this team last night for Westchester, two guys off the bench scored double figures, including the, the uh, leader for Westchester, Jamel Manigo, had 20 points off the bench. Excuse me, twelve points for Robert Smith.
5: Spencer most stopper in there.
3: <laughs> Walker, J- Josh Walker and Kyle McGee, thirteen and twelve as starters. A- and you look for Shepard, twenty-one for McLean Corley, and he had twenty-one. He, I don't think he made a shot in the final like fifteen minutes because I, I looked and he had twenty-one points like couple minutes into the second half. Uh, Philip Jordan had twenty points. Uh, 11 points for John Preston and 11 points for Gerald Robinson off the bench. But, I mean, like, we we know these teams for Coach Namalik. They only go really seven deep, this team, for um, for Westchester went nine deep last night. So you've got secondary scoring coming in there from guys off the bench. And for Shepard, I mean, Carson Poffenberger held scoreless in the game, 0-2 last night in 30 minutes of play. He did have five rebounds in the game, but for Carson Paulvenberger, you get him in the scoring column and you win that game.
4: Yeah, and yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate, but for Shepard, you know, they got to refocus. They have Shippensburg uh, on Wednesday, who's an 11-7 and squad, and then a home game against Kutztown, who only has five wins on the year, so you have two winnable games. While they will be tough uh, with the Raiders, who are always a solid team, um, it is a winnable game, and then you can get the win over Kutztown, hopefully on Saturday. Uh, who's a five-win team? But you want to try to get those both of those, and before you head right back on the road. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you have these long road stretches before returning home, and then really finally in, in February you get three straight home games, which could be good for you. But um, you know, this is it, it. Won't be easy this week, but it's winnable. The next two games. You know, they're solid teams. Shippensburg is solid, but Cutstown's kinda having a down year, so we'll see how the Rams are able to play it. But take it one game at a time and hopefully you can get a win in a rivalry matchup on Wednesday.
3: Ten games left for the Rams on the season. You mentioned the rivalry game at Shippensburg on Wednesday. They'll be back home for game against Cutstown Saturday, and then uh two on the road at Millersville at Lock Haven back February eighth, which will be there for against Man. And then home three game home stretch as you mentioned there Bloomsburg comes in Saturday the 11th Westchester comes in February 15th and then at East Stroudsburg and then Shippensburg for Senior Day which we'll be there for as well and then they wrap up the season Saturday the 25th at Cutstown uh, but 10 games remaining for the Rams they sit at seven and five in the conference ten and eight overall. And uh, they improved their away record to above five hundred at five and four last night. They're just four and four at home, though that's gotta be tough so, yeah, Colin, you mentioned this weeks ago,
5: yeah, it's been a struggle at home, but the way this team's playing and something that you just mentioned, and even though it was a loss yesterday, I like seeing is the fact that Shepard, who, as you said, Spencer, typically only runs seven deep, tried to go nine deep yesterday in the loss and that, no, that, no, that's no! Something. I was saying Westchester.
3: Westchester, was Westchester not deep. I
5: thought you said. I thought you said Shepard. No, no, I said Shepard only goes apologies. seven
3: deep. Seven,
5: yeah. Okay, so I had my thoughts there confused. So never mind on that point. But still, they're <clears> playing <throat> solid basketball right now, and hopefully, uh, the environment that we got to see in the upset win against East Stroudsburg is the remaining key theme, I guess, night in and night out when they're defending the Butcher Center is a pretty solid crowd
3: all right that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hagerstown for revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online that will live to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more segment this segment was also sponsored by orsini's home store not just a supply store any longer cabinets and designer betting outdoor living and his family owned and operated right here in martinsburg at 360 hack wilson way go to orsini's.com for more when we get back we'll wrap up the show uh We'll talk some Wizards news. Yesterday, we talked about the trade, but uh, injury that could be hampering things there. Plus, Caps in action tonight. Going to be down at least one guy. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Tune in the Sports Mix I'm Talk Radio WRNRTV10.
0: When kids are small, we tend to spend most of our time saying no instead of yes. As our parents and grandparents age, we sometimes say no to visits instead of yes. Life can be overwhelming and sometimes it's nice to say yes to making memories and starting a future by playing the West Virginia Lottery. You're saying yes to tomorrow's leaders and today's seniors and furthering the beauty of the Mountain State. When you play, you say yes to West Virginia.
2: Now back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM740, and TV10.
3: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your January 24th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Marius Group of Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop at their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue. And Martinsburg, Spencer, Nick, and Con hanging out with you today. We're producing Inside by Gerald Wright, our intern. So we begin to wrap things up today. Uh, news comes out yesterday after the Wizards traded Rui Hachimura uh, for not so good trade, they didn't get good trade value in it. I don't believe for a first round pick, but they have a, they have a. Uh, I guess what is it? Uh, they they like to draft people in the first round that don't pan out. It it appears over the last fifteen years. Uh, but uh, now Chris taps Porzingis hurt out for at least two weeks, I believe.
4: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've had some good picks over the years: John Wall, Bradley Beal.
3: That's about it, though. Yeah. But I
4: mean, <laughs> they've had some good picks. They've had two good picks. If you're not picking in the uh, top, you know, five in the NBA, it's kind of hard at times to find consistent value. But uh, I think the issue more so for Washington with the Rui trade was that he's not going to sign an extension. Uh, so if you can't agree to an extension, they know that they're pretty much out of the playoff run. This year, might as well deal them for what you can get, which was not a whole lot. But
3: no, not a lot on the back end of that trade with those those draft picks. They're they're no. lackluster to be desired.
4: But I mean, hey, it is what it is. At least they got something for them, and so just let them go to free agency for nothing. But in terms of uh Porzingis going down definitely you know disappointing to see that hopefully he can get back soon
3: they've got a back-to-back tonight beginning at 8 30 with the Dallas Mavericks then tomorrow they are at the Rockets for a game at 8 p.m the Capitals they're back in action tonight at 9 p.m at the Avalanche as they finish out their west coast excuse me west coast swing as they come back to the east coast they'll be without TGO who flew home to be on paternity leave I believe his wife is going into labor in the next couple of hours. Alex Ovechkin practices after missing the game on Saturday, so hopefully he can go. You can tune into the Caps game on Talk Radio WRNR after the conclusion of Spring Mills-Jefferson, which will have for you beginning around 7 p.m. tip-off set. For 730, not only on talk rated WRNR FM 106.5 AM 740, but on TV10, Comcast Channel 10 locally, and on WRNR TV on YouTube. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix for our intern Gerald Wright, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzolini. I'm Spencer Fleece Saying So Long. We'll talk to you tonight at 7 p.m. or tomorrow on an edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR Martinsburg and TV Ten.